Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. Uh, last week's winners, by the way, HBL over Augusta, Margaret River. Bunbury, a uh, close game against Donnybrook. Uh, the Eaton Boomers just getting over the line against Bustleton and South Bunbury too strong for the Harvey Bulls. While our coverage, uh, our, our broadcast game last week was a ripper, might I say. It was a beauty. Crane. Very good game. Kerry Park and the Collie Eagles and Kerry Park ended up winning by 14 points. Um, I'd like to focus more on that, obviously, but it's been a really, really tough week for the local footy fraternity. Uh, as has been mentioned in the last couple of days or so, um, the Harvey Bulls, um, Lockie Herneman, the age of 20, passing away. Um, just a freak thing that happened on the uh, training track. He collapsed and was rushed to hospital, but uh, was pronounced dead on arrival. The uh, support, the condolences... Uh, that has come from everywhere around the Southwest Football League and beyond has been absolutely outstanding. And it's one of those things when you have a local league like this, like in anywhere, when something like this happens, uh, just about every, every club does band together. They they show their support towards um, the team, the players, the family, the friends. And that has been something which has been uh, right on show all week and well done to all the clubs, to the Southwest Football League and, as I said, to even surrounding clubs around uh, regional WA that have come out and uh, put their arms around the Harvey Bulls because that is just something that no one wants to go through. But um, those guys that were at the track, they had to go through that on Tuesday night. And it's just, uh, yeah, really tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And sometimes words just aren't enough, are mm. they? Um, all we can do is um, throw our full support behind the family, the friends, the Harvey community, and everyone in general. Gen, uh, general, it's just um, it's a tragic loss of a very smart, gifted young man. Well, he's going to say, yeah, gifted young man who was uh, voted by the coaches a couple of seasons ago, winning the Colts Player of the Year back in 2015, and then he was part of the Colts side that won the Southwest Footy uh, for the Southwest Football Team that uh, went to Landmark. And won that amazing game against the Peel Cavaliers where they've pretty much kicked a goal after the siren to win. He was part of that team. And, uh, yeah, he's the sort of kid that looked like he was going to have plenty of success uh, at local level and probably, you know, try and take on waffle level, go to other clubs around regional WA, do whatever he really wanted to and, and have a bit of fun playing footy. And had a career already. I think he just finished his um, yeah. plumbing apprenticeship. That's right, so. yeah. Oh, look... <sighs> Our art goes out to everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely right. But like I said, that that's the great thing about the the league that we've got is that, you know, there are so many players that you go, go out there on the park and, yep, they're enemies for two hours, but everyone's relatively friendly with each other um, off the field. Like, a lot of players are friendly with other players from other clubs, which is wonderful. Oh, that's see. how it should be, Exactly Dan. right. I mean, it's... It's, we're all very passionate about yep. the game, but once you, once the siren goes and off, you should be able to sit down and have a couple of cordials or whatever you do and just enjoy each other's company. That's what sport's all about. Indeed. So, uh, again, to uh, the family, the friends of uh, Lockie Herneman, to the club at the Harvey Bulls Football Club, um, our, of course, our condolences with uh, all of you, and uh, we uh, hope that uh, there's uh, a bit of ray of sunshine around the corner. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. Dale Orcock home. Sowers Football League. Round four action. There's some great games this weekend. Absolute beauties. Absolute rippers. And this team that we're going to talk about right now deserve to have a win next to their name. They don't just yet, but I reckon one is very, very close. They're playing some very good football right now. 
Yes, and we've got the Bustleton coach and Steve Vallest. I love the way this bloke coached too anyway. Yes. Hello, Steve. G'day, guys. How are we doing? Um, as I said, you've been close in most of your games so far this season. Um, you'd be thinking that uh, you put together a real full four-quarter performance and uh, there'll be some great positives on the way. Yeah, well, that's probably the key, I guess. Uh, you know, stringing it together for four quarters. I mean, we've probably oh, played three reasonable quarters in each game. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's it, comp or any, any footy comp, really. It's just not enough normally to, to get the job done. And that's where we've just fallen short a little bit in the last last three games. Pretty tough fixture, though, you run in with, Steve. I mean, you had HBL and then Donnybrook at home and then a real inform Eaton. So you would have been happy with the way the guys have accepted the challenge of them sites? Oh, we, we knew the first two rounds are going to be pretty tough, given uh, you know certainly last year's form with Donnybrook and um, uh, the recruiting and uh, that HBL had done over the, the pre-season and, and thought they were going to be thereabouts. So yeah, look, we knew we knew that was going to be the case, and look, we we sort of probably let, had our chances certainly against HBL, um, just couldn't close it out and. And that's where I guess a couple of their key players stood up, and then uh, yeah, Donny Book not really in it, giving them a four goal start. It's just too much to get a side like that. And then yeah, and then we faced the form side. So you know, if you had a said they'd kick forty five goals in two weeks, we were going to keep them to under ten. We gave ourselves a chance, which we did, but yeah, we were just probably a little bit inaccurate early. That, that cost us with that one. I reckon a lot of other coaches would have been looking at the way you played against Eton. Yeah. Um, was that style more your own? Or was that designed to stop them? Oh, look, I think it's any game of footy. If you, if you can control the footy more than the opposition, you're going to give yourselves a chance. And that's we, we focused on that, not sort of uh, giving it away too much. Um, when we did give it away, that, that was a, particularly early. They, they hurt us and they hit the scoreboard pretty quickly. Uh, if you let them get hold of it on the rebound, on the turnover, they, uh, they don't muck around with it. So... So we were able to control it for large parts of the game, but we just couldn't put the, the score on the board. I think we kicked two seven in the first quarter, which was pretty wasteful. And then uh, that was oh, not opportunity gone, but it became it became tougher after that. Yeah. Just on that, you've kicked twenty goals, thirty one for the season, mm, yes. not making the most of the opportunities. Yeah, but that pretty much sums it up, I think, and and that sort of reflects in general play as, as well, sort of thing when where our skills aren't quite up to where where we'd like them to be. Um, look, I think a bit of that, see, we, knew, we probably came into the season a little bit underdone. I think even though we had a, a strong pre-season on the, on the track, we probably didn't get as many practice games into us as we would have liked. So I think there's a bit of a fatigue element to some of that as well. But uh, but nonetheless, yeah, that's something we need to we need to turn around. So if we can turn that around, you know, if, if, for example, if we kick 31-10, 31-20 or whatever it is, we've probably won two or three. But it is what it is. The, the, the facts are with zero and three. <laughs> Actually, you're, you're not alone there because I went through. Oh, the, there's a few. A lot of sides have kicked a lot less goals than yes. they have points. Mate, Collie up at Collie this weekend. Um, both sides have had their chances through uh, the first three games, but four points is getting pretty vital, isn't it? If you start to go four zip or zip four, um, it starts to get a long way behind the pack. It, it does. It means you've got to almost come home and win ten of your last. 14, which is, is very difficult. doesn't give you much sort of wiggle room. So, look, we're, we're pretty keen to get on the board, as you say, this week. But so we're going to Collie, and, you know, it's never easy going up the hill for, for any side, as we know, in the past. So uh, they're in the same boat as us in some ways. They've been close with a couple of games, probably let a couple slip. So, 
it should be a pretty good contest, I think. Now, just on the coaching side of it, I'm a bit curious about this. You, you know, you're a very experienced coach now. With the new kick-in rule, does that make a zone just about impossible to set, or is it a whole new ball game? Uh, look, probably, probably not in our comp because you still have a bit of time, you know, with the ball going back, sort of thing as well. So, you know, if the ball goes over the fence. You know, it could take 30 seconds for some young kid to throw it back sort of thing. Mm. So you do have time to set it up. And I, and I think, look, if you you just adjust it. And if, if the guys are disciplined enough, I think you can do it. I mean, we've had some reasonable success with it um, at, at times. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it's yeah, a, a great detriment from, from that point of view. Certainly not at this level, I suppose, to... Hey, Steve, in, in terms of, you know, the last couple of seasons, it's, it's been a lot of sort of rebuild from the ground up. And that's sort of been uh, something that I think a lot of clubs have looked at and gone, Geez, tell you what, there's, there's some real good signs coming from Bustleton. And again, we're seeing some great young talent coming through once again. Um, who should we be looking out for on the, on the track throughout the season, these young ones that are coming through? Yeah, look, we've, we've probably, well, we have debuted three kids in the first three weeks and it's from, from the Colts. Um, of those guys, we've probably got five Colts age the players still still involved. I mean, Jalen Colgate's one that's sort of up at up at East Perth a bit at the moment. Um, Harry Curtin's another one coming through. You know, the, these you know young and fit sort of thing. Uh, Josh Lee's played in the last couple of weeks as a, as a taller guy, so they're all they're all getting some some opportunities there, which which is good. Yeah. It's it's wonderful yeah. to see right now, isn't it, Grainy? Oh, absolutely, and I love what he's doing up at Busso. Yeah. Mate, just up on the Collie game, totally different football side to the Eaton Boomers. Where do you see their strengths, the Collie Eagles? Oh, they're, they're always pretty physically strong, I think, Collie. I mean, they've got, um, they've got that core group of guys that have been around for a few years, the, the local guys that are, you know, those bigger bodies. So that's a challenge there. But I guess it's probably changed with them in the last year or two that they're some of those young guys are starting to bring through now as well. Um, so I think, yeah, they've got a, they've got a good nucleus of, of local players as well, and, and um, that's that's always been their strength. I think the the strength over the footy with those uh, those older older guys, but as so they're starting to get some younger guys coming through, providing a bit more run in the like now too. Now and they normally have a few tools that <laughs> that don't help us. <laughs> yeah. Now, just um, one last one. Have you instructed the boys when they're kicking in the forward line to go away from Matt Michael? Because I have never seen a player uh-huh. take so Amazing. many defensive marks yeah. on his own than Matt Michael. He is fantastic. Well, that's that's been his strength, hasn't it? I suppose he's, over the last few years, he's just been able to read it very well. You know, so it's, it's something you'd, you'd you'd be lying and not giving away any secrets if you said when you're going to play Collie. Yeah. <laughs> You say, let's try and avoid kicking it to, to Matt Michael. So, you know, look, we've got to play our own game and, and control the footy, and if we can do that right, we should hopefully avoid him. But but um, he's, certainly, he's certainly very good back there, there's no doubt about that. Oh, well, that's uh, one task, of course, for this weekend, but uh, plenty of other great battles across uh, the ground that we're going to see in action. Uh, one ten start for the league game. It is our broadcast game on Triple M this Saturday afternoon. Collie taking on Bustleton. A lot on the line for this game, and we're really looking forward to it. Steve, wish you the best of luck for this weekend, and uh, hopefully for your sake, your boys come away with the four points. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> as Crane says, we're due. You are, Drew. And hopefully it's this weekend. Thanks for chatting to us.
No worries. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of bounds. Triple M. Our broadcast game is at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Collie Eagles and Bustleton. Yes, both sides are zipping three. But as I said, these two sides have actually played some good footy for, to start the season. It is a huge game for both the clubs. Yep. I know we're only early in the season, but... As you say, both of them had chances to win the first three games, but the fact is they haven't. Yeah. So they're sitting on zero points. So someone is going to fall behind the pack big time um, on Saturday afternoon if they don't get there. And I reckon this is, as early as I say, this becomes a final sort yeah, of match. So you want to put those four points in your bank. You don't want to be too far off the pace because the five's going to open up. I oh, mean, yeah. HBL and Eaton have sort of jumped away from the pack, but there is a... There's a few spots down the pack that you want to be within striking distance. Yes. Um, uh, should make mention, this game, as I said, starts at 1.10. Uh, the women's game is going to be played afterwards at 3.45. So the Colts at 9am, reserves at 11.05. The league game at 1.10. Then the women to finish things off at 3.45. Hence the early start for us. I think that's a pretty good idea. Actually, I agree. afterwards. Yes. So. And that then leads into their Comic-Con uh, event, which we'll talk about very soon on the uh, okay. notice board. But uh, your tip? Uh, oh, this is tough. Well, that's what you Busso's probably been in better, Nick, but it's up at Collie. Yes. I think uh, Collie in a close one, maybe. Yeah, it's flip of the coin, but I'm going to sneak in with Bustleton, but only just. Uh, I'll tell you what, last week's game, I had Kerry part by 17. And what did yeah. the final mud? And they won by 14. There so you go. Way you. off. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, Saturday Twilight, Kerry Park, South Bunbury, fifth and fourth at Kelly Park. Good contest, this. This is an, They're both fierce rivalries, yes. no matter where they sit on the ladder. But this is going to give um, – these another two sides are going to be battling for a spot in yep. that five. And to get a game jump on the other side, absolutely crucial. I like the look of uh, Kerry Park's midfield in Blurton, O'Brien, Bell and Stewart and the likes last year. They'll give plenty of drive. Yep. But you look at South's back line in Latch and Ryder and uh, Young Wright, you know, they probably got one of the best back lines in the league. So yeah. it's going to be a very good battle. Kerry Park can't afford to turn the ball over like yeah. they did in that first half, but a cracker out at Kelly Park. Tip. South Bunbury. <sighs> Kerry Park. Uh, Sunday, 220 <laughs> Sunday, Donnybrook up against Augusta Margaret River. Now, this is, I mean, again, all four games that are on this weekend are fantastic. Yeah, and both clubs will be looking to bounce back, won't yep. they? They both got a bit of a touch up last week, or well, not mm. touch up, Donnybrook oh, yeah. 8 18. That's a touch up in terms so, of kicking. I would think that Julian Burgess might have had him out on the training track oh. saying it's between those you two big ones there, boys. Yes. And um, Margaret River fell away in the last half of their game against a very good HBL side. Yeah. So it's pretty much all on the line for them too. And um, there is, isn't there some rippers out there? Yeah, well, come on, tip. Donnybrook, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to sneak for Donnybrook, but that's a tough one. And then, I what a shame you finished with Eaton Boomers and Bunbury. I mean, this is a great game on Sunday afternoon at 2.30. Yes, I shall be wandering down and putting my feet up and I having a couple of cordials yes. with um, Paul Scott out there, I think. So, yes. um, uh, once again, this will be one for the spectators. They're both very highly skilled and Eaton, um, they were slowed a bit by Bustleton last week, yep. which... Um, which is a bit unusual, but they've been in red-hot form, and once you let them get a run on, yeah. uh, they are hard to stop. But Nani's no slouch as a coach. He would have seen this side, and he's got a fairly talented side in his own 
right. So this will be a great game of footy. I might just lean towards Eaton oh, at Glen Ewan. I was going to say Eaton as well, but uh, that one is another one of those flip of the coin matches. Uh, a note on the Harvey Bulls and Harvey Brunswick Leshnot match that was meant to be this weekend. Um, the official word from the Southwest Football League is that the Harvey Bulls have forfeited across all four grades. So that means that the points will go to Harvey Brunswick Leshnot in all four grades. Uh, the game will not be made up at any time during the season. So just be aware of that. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. We've got enough time right now to catch up with one of the good guys, one of the great coaches of the Lower Southwest Football League and someone you've been looking forward to chatting to. Well, and it's not only this, Leachie. It's yes. the first time I've ever seen you confused. Yeah, I, I ring yes. I send a message saying we've got Goose on to interview yes. and he goes, oh, yes, yes, as if you knew what I was talking yeah, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyhow. <laughs> Moving on, we have the coach of the Cogent Up Cougars in Gavin Norwich. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Ben. Good. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for taking the phone call. We're going to start with this. Uh, where'd Goose come from? Uh, long story. We don't need to go into that or anything right there. Ah, righto. Fine. Uh, but I do believe that uh, you're current or you're just on your way to a haircut. Is that right? So we're uh, taking you up uh, on that at the moment. Oh, I don't quite know where you got that bum steer from, yeah, but we'll, okay. we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Look, the important thing is you've got enough hair to have a haircut, so that's a good thing. Um, and it's going grey rapidly as you're coaching oh, in the moment. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? As long as you can get it cut. Um, last week, you must be pretty happy with the way that the team played against Tigers. A very good performance uh, by coaching up last week. Obviously not able to get the win, but still very a lot of positives to come from the game. Oh, look, I guess our first trip away from home, and uh, I guess it was great. First of all, to have two full sides. That's what we did better with last year. So we had two full sides. In the reserves, the boys made a lot way pretty well. In the league side, we probably played uh, well, a good good half of footy, but just let it slip for a quarter. They got us, but uh, I'm pretty confident. You know, we'll get those get Tigers up home and we'll, uh, we could probably wreck them. So, yeah, all pretty good on the weekend. Now, Matt, before I get into the footy, there was something pretty special happened in Cogenup last week. Lou Brown. 497 sheep broke the shearing record. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, that's, having done a bit of that in my early days, yeah. that's a fantastic effort. Unbelievable, mate, isn't it? Unbelievable. That's a lot of sheep in one day. Yeah. Tremendous effort and uh, just goes to show the um, it's a profession now, shearing, and mm. the fitness needs to be right. And, yeah, hats off to him. Fantastic job. I've seen a bit on the news. When he'd finished, he hardly looked like he raised a sweat. If yeah. all the footballers were that fit, they'd be doing well, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to go and see him and try and recruit him, but um, we have got a couple of the Kiwi boys coming in next week, so that could be quite interesting. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that space. John Craney, the uh, record you held at, uh, in your shearing days, come on, how many? A uh, long way short of that, Dan. <laughs> long way short of that. <laughs> Too busy me, getting into lunch, is take, that why? Take me two days to get that many. Oh, um, now, look, getting onto the footy there, Goose. Um, very tough last season. You had a lot of reserves players backing up and playing league. What did the club do over the pre-season to sort of adjust that? Oh, I guess, Craig, you know, halfway through last year's probably is the lowest I've seen our footy club over probably 30, 40 years. And I guess over the summer break, a few old heads have got together and we've sort of decided that we've got to, you know, try and steady the ship and, um, yeah, just get the footy club back to where it needs to be. A lot of hard work's been done over the summer and, yeah, we've got reasonable numbers and good people around the club. And, yeah, it's all pretty positive. Hopefully heading in the right direction. Heading in the right direction, all right, but um, not often I do homework, mate, but I've done a little bit of homework. It's only five players played in your league side last week that played in round 16 the year before, so it's a bit of a turnover. Yeah, I think game one we had 14 new 
new players in the league side and about eight new boats in the residue. So we, we have been lucky with... Uh, We've had a couple of young boats come to town at work and we've got a few local boys back from Perth, which has helped out dramatically. But, yeah, it's just all sort of lined up. We've had a bit of luck along the way, which we needed to. And, um, yeah, like all footy clubs, still looking for more players, but we'll, we'll just keep working on that. You're on Out of Bounds here at Triple M, right around the southwest with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Gavin Norrish, this man, is uh, tasked with a pretty darn impressive little list that he's got at the moment at Cogenup uh, in the Lower Southwest Football League. And I, I say it a little impre- impressive list because, as you said just before, um, obviously some new players coming in. Who's impressed you um, in the last couple of weeks on the training track and who's impressed on the on the field? Oh, I guess I've been fortunate. I've probably got it. A crew of about seven or eight young blokes from ages 19 to 21 who've been there from day one. I mm. won't mention too many names, but they've been sort of fantastic all the way through pre-season. They've sort of propped us up and sort of getting 25, probably average 25 since day one, which has been fantastic. Um, oh, it's a bit early to put too many names, but at this stage it's been uh, like, you know, it might sound a bit of a cliche, but most of the boys have been putting their hands up and a bit of a team effort. Um We've still got a couple of good footballers to come back in halfway through the year. They're on sort of long-term injuries, but they'll be quite handy in about another six weeks, so it'll bolster our stocks a bit more. So, But, yeah, look, I think it's just... I don't think we've got any superstars, but as I say, the people we have got back to the club are just good, honest footballers and, and good people with it, which is going to go a long way to where we need to get. Now, mate, you've coached before. How much difference or how much have you changed your probably coaching style from the last time you did it to this time in? Yeah, oh, I think... Crony, I think it was about 13 years ago. Since I, did <laughs> I didn't like to bring up the times, no, mate. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different world now. Yeah. Um, I guess back then it was, you know, we had huge support locally and never a problem with numbers um, and trying to find players that they were just there. Uh, nowadays, like all footy clubs, I think, around the country, it's um, it's more of, um, oh, look, I've probably been on the phone since sort of early November trying to get players to a footy club and, and just some of the stuff you got to, sort of deal with that we didn't used to have to deal with and I won't go that I won't say over the radio but yeah that's totally different totally different um, and the young blokes today are probably a fair bit different to the young blokes I coached 13 years ago Now what's one of the most important things that you as a coach like to install on probably your playing squad as a whole? Oh look I've sort of been telling the lads all the way through pre-season you know as long as they give me good good effort um, you know give us a good honest performance you know I don't really I'm not too worried about what happens game day as long as they've given me everything I've got. And at this stage, the first couple of weeks, I've, you know, they've probably done that for us. So, yeah, as long as they keep that up over the term, it'll be good. Now, one last one from me, mate. Boy, I brought it home this mm. this week. Becomes a very important four points. You know, both sides have been there and abouts, but both in very similar positions, and that four points is going to be very crucial. Yeah, I would have thought Boy up and Coach have probably pretty evenly matched this weekend, which is going to be great. Obviously, both of us haven't had a win, so obviously on Sunday afternoon, someone's going to be fairly happy about what goes on. But, oh, look, we've got a pretty good rapport with Boyd Brook and, and vice versa, I think. And, you know, as I say, they're on the improve as well. And they've, they've been pretty competitive a couple of times. So I would have thought it's going to be a pretty close game. And, you know, hopefully we'll be on the right side of it. And just quickly from me, last one, have you set a target for this season? Is there a particular, um, is it the amount of wins? Is it a position on the ladder? Is it about, you know, how the team is performing? Have you set a little target for this year? Top spot in the premiership. Of course, absolutely. But (laughs) obviously we've talked about how a lot of, you know, turnover um, over the last 12 months and trying to recruit new players as well. So what is the plan for this year? What are you hoping for? Oh, to be brutally honest, we sat down probably probably 10 weeks ago and, 
with the committee and we decided that if you know, the main priority one was to uh, field two full sides every week, mm-hmm. two competitive sides, um, that's priority. I think you know, we can probably raise the bar a bit now. I think we've probably got that covered um, as long as we don't get too many injuries. But, oh, look, as I say, we just want to be competitive and, and, and you know, we want to make sure that, you know, when the opposition have played coaching up, they've played, they know they've played coaching up, mm. whereas probably the last couple of years we've probably let ourselves down a bit. So I guess we just want to, want to you know, we're a bottom of that last year, so, of course, we, we're going to move up the ladder. I like it. And let's be honest, we want that of every team that's uh, playing in local footy as well. But that is absolutely fantastic. And it's good to see that you're getting the numbers out there. Gavin, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon here on Out of Bounds. We wish you the best of luck with your game against Boy Up Brook on the weekend. And go get that haircut. Thank you very much, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. Good to have Goose on. Oh, mate, Goose is a legend. Oh, Goose. Now we go to the game. But now, it actually, it's sort of, um, you, fig- you figured it out after a while, didn't you? I You're did, a bit lost yeah. with Goose I'm to very, start with. Very yeah. lost to start with. Well, you're just going to spring a nickname <laughs> on me. I mean, there's about 700 people that I know that could easily be Goose. Do you know what I loved about it? You go, oh, yes, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'll sure, pencil yeah. him in. Because <laughs> no, I'm seriously thinking, okay, I'll just put down Goose and I'll, it'll come, it'll be fine by the time we get to recording this on uh, Friday afternoon. Um, time to talk. Talk to uh, our man Weaver. Ah, oh, Weaver. Nigel Reeve is joining us every week during the Lower Southwest Football League season to preview the games for the round. He's back with us once again. Weaver, hello. How are you, boys? Going wonderfully. Uh, any reasons as to why he'd be called Goose? Any ideas? Uh, no idea, but I'll leave it to you guys to find <laughs> that one out. <laughs> well, we were hoping we'd get it out of Gavin, but we didn't get it, did we? Oh, I think there's a bit of a, more of a story than we can tell on radio. <laughs> something something that's not quite PG? Uh, and yes, yes, I think so. Okay. Anyway, the, mate. The school um, kids are coming out right now. So some really good games of footy in the Lower South West coming up. Well, let's start with Cogent. Up. We just spoke to Gavin Norris just a short time ago. They come up against Boy Up Brook this weekend. They uh, weren't too bad against Tigers last week with Cogent Up. Yeah, by all accounts, I mean, they started really well. My, my uh, son went and watched them. He said they were going really well in the first quarter. They ran out of legs as the game progressed. And, uh, yeah, Tigers just got over the line. But by all accounts, coaching up uh, displayed a, a, a solid brand of footy that uh, is going to probably upset and win them a few games uh, this year. It's been a long time, but I would almost suspect coaching up a go in favourites for that game, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. We played by Brook that we There we go again. <laughs> You're allowed no to take okay, fight. <laughs> Demel played for Whitebrook a couple of weeks ago, and we spoke about that game, and they're not a bad side either. So, yeah, I see a few names for Cajun Up that uh, played in that premiership year have, have made a, a return to the Cajun Up uh, Football Club, which I'll be more than happy about. So, yeah, I would think on um, the form that I've heard that they showed on on Saturday against Tigers that they, they probably would go in favourites. Yeah, Cajun Up should be winning that game, I would have thought, at home on Sunday. That's a good game, though, nonetheless. Uh, the two Saturday games are absolute rippers, too. Let's start with the game in Pemberton. Southerners up against Bridgetown. Both sides undefeated in the early start of the season. Bridgetown, I mean, oh, your boys again. Uh, Dean Mill um, got a touch-up, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. And Bridgetown played a solid uh, brand of three, five, six guys have come back town that are all quality players Hugh Mitchell, Rook Walsh, Todd Gregory uh, and, and they've got a good bunch of youngsters that have come up through the Colts that have been successful as far as the amount of games they've played. Obviously haven't won a premiership there but they're really really good players that have been uh, blooded through their, their juniors right through and now they're playing league footy so they'll be solid and Southerners have got a lot of recruits uh, back. Uh, apparently, uh, Jack Hick is, oh. is a standout, and uh, Wilkinson in the ruck. Uh, two oh, let's, let us not build Dale up too much. I was talking to him on Saturday. 
<laughs> I don't know him personally, but I, uh, by all accounts, it's going really well. And, and speaking to guys that uh, talk about uh, Jack Dick, that uh, when he's on, he's, he's a very hard uh, player to stop. He so is sensational. It's, it's a really, really good matchup this week. That'll be the game of the round for yep. sure. Gee, I'll uh, tell you what, there'll be some skill running around that oval. Who are you well. going to go for, Dan? Uh, I will tip Southerners just because it's at home, but that's going to be a cracking I'm game. I'm going to f- do the same. Yeah. Um, Weaver, your thoughts? I think I'll, I'll pick Bridgetown. That was okay. solid last week, and uh, I haven't seen Southerners yet, but uh, I'll pick Bridgetown on the form they showed last week. Um, the other game, Imperials versus Tigers. This is also going to be a very good game. Imperials coming off uh, the bye, and Tigers... Um, as I said, they oh, had a bit of a scare against Kojan up, but still got the job done. And again, Lyndon Muir, Jethro Namnick, nine goals between them. They're very good up forward, aren't they, those two? Paul Starkey, too. Oh, yes, well, yeah. yeah, they're the bookings, aren't they? Lyndon's uh, getting towards the later stages of his career, and Jethro's a young bloke. He's a tall, lanky fellow that's uh, just starting his league career, and they're, they're both terrific players. I see Robert Carr has, has uh, come back to Tigers. He's a uh, a fantastic player as well. So they're playing with a lot of confidence and Imperials, by all accounts, are going to be uh, roundabout again this year. So, um, yeah, they'll be looking forward to uh, to get uh, getting out there against Tigers after a week off and see what they can do. I'm going to take Tigers in this. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to go Tigers as well. I'm going to pick Imperials because I've got a few Imperials mates that might be listening. <laughs> yes. But, uh, look. It's going to be a terrific game, and as you said, uh, training the, the whole the whole round is just going to be full of uh, terrific footy. And if the weather is okay, then uh, it'd be worth getting out there and having a look at these games or any game in particular. I even if it's raining, get out there and support your team. Yeah, exactly, just right. Take a brolly. Rain, hail, or shine, get out there. Round four action, <laughs> Lower Southwest Football League. Some great fixtures on t- tomorrow: Imperials and Tigers, and Southerners and Bridgetown, and then Sunday: Cogen up up against Boy Up Brook. Uh, Weaver, as always, great to chat to you. I uh, wish you the best of luck this weekend with the team having the week off and D-Mill. At least your team's going to not lose, so that's nice. (laughs) No, I think we needed after last week to regroup, but uh, no, I look forward to it, boys, and all the best this weekend, and uh, yeah, chat next week. Indeed. Nigel Reeve joining us to talk all things Lower Southwest footy here on Out of Bounds at Triple M. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. Princeton Southwest Slammers in action this weekend. They're on the road this weekend playing against the Perth Redbacks at Belmont Oasis. Women's game is at 4pm, men's game at 6pm. So it's a slightly earlier uh, game uh, set up this weekend. Um, Craney, I feel like I need a bit of a Craney coach rev up from you to help the men's Slammers get their first win of the season. They're a good chance this weekend because this man's not too bad right now. Oh, he's very good. Yes. He's, um, fresh from the States, too, yes. I believe. Yes. Tyler Livingston, I presume. Oh. Hey, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. How are you, Tyler? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, mate. We've still got a nickname for you to come yet. So, uh, no, like I, I was just saying before off the air, when we in, when we do the introductions for the Slammers, because I'm, I'm the, the courtside announcer, we've given him Macho Man. And I, I think you're okay with that. You said before, if it's if it's fine with us, it's fine with you. But I feel like we could f- figure something else out, couldn't we, Tyler? I mean, that's up to you. I can't <laughs> give myself a nickname. No. Nicknames can only be given, right? That, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. But I think you could go a little bit better than Macho Man, don't you think? Uh, possibly. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. That little out. laugh, that said exactly yeah. what I'm thinking, Dan. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Hey, um... It's been a tough start to the season. There's no doubt about that. I think um, a lot of people will look at it and go, well, they're obviously not playing good enough. But talk to us about the team because there is a lot of youth that is in that uh, in that team right now. And it's pretty much the starting five and maybe one extra that are really sort of senior talent at the moment. Isn't that right? 
Um, yeah, I would say so. So, yeah, I think um, it's no no secret we're a very young team. I think at times um, that inexperience probably shows a little bit. And you know, we've been we've been really close in some games. And I think you know, there's been a lot of positives that I've seen personally. And um, I think yeah, just the inexperience probably has held us back at some stages, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a learning experience. We're trying to get these, you know, these young guys up to speed and, you know, it's all, it's a good experience for them because they're going to, they're going to take what they learned this year and probably apply it in the years to come. And I think for the slammers, that's probably the most important thing is trying to build some kind of culture that we can work towards in the future. Obviously this year, um, things haven't been going great, but, you know, it's all just a, it's a building process and we're trying to stay positive as much as we can. Just on that, you know, with those senior players, was it a little bit disappointing last week that the discipline dropped a bit and a couple were ejected? Well, Tyler was one of them, sadly. But that's <laughs> never, I didn't want to that's get into that. I, but anyway. That's why I didn't, I didn't like to mention names. No, but, still, um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was inexcusable. Obviously, um, you don't want to see that. And uh, I think we addressed that as a team. Obviously, I have to take some ownership for my own actions. Um, and, yeah, I think looking back on that, I realized that probably wasn't one of my better moments. And I think that's probably something going forward we're going to have to do better at is, you know, having all this youth. If there is some experience out there, it's got we got to lead the way correctly and we got to show these guys um, the right things to do. So, yeah, probably just a moment of inflection there. and Hopefully we can learn from it. Uh, with Tyler Livingston at the moment here on Out of Bounds with myself, Daniel Leach, and Alan Crane here at Triple M. We're just talking about discipline inside the club. It's it's one of those tough things because obviously, you know, you guys are you're fired up, you're out there, ready to go. You do get some calls that are against you, but it happens to every single player and it happens to every single team. Um, with the, the fact that it is such a young team, is there that extra bit of pressure to sort of try and tampen that down a bit? Because as soon as, because yourself obviously got ejected for two unsportsmanlike, which is sort of a little different. But then you had Brian getting ejected for uh, for his uh, technical. All of a sudden, you're down to four seniors, and then it's just the bench after that. So, do you guys have to sort of tampen that back a bit? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, taking ourselves out of the game is inexcusable. It leaves um, you know, it leaves some guys who probably don't have a lot of experience. It kind of makes them have to step into a role that they're not used to. So. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely have to keep things in check. We have to do better about, um, and I guess I can't really talk for anybody else. I just know for myself, I have to be more disciplined. I have to keep my emotions in check, try to realize that, um, things that I do probably have an effect on other players. So I guess just have to be a little bit more disciplined, keep more of a level head and, uh, hope to make the right decisions. It's a fine line, though, isn't it, Tyler? Because you still need to be aggressive and physical out there. Um, you can't take that out of your game. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's always some level of tenacity that you have to have in the, you know, in any sport. But in basketball, it is pretty physical. And if you're going to play inside, you can't be soft. But yeah, I think you're exactly correct there. It's a fine line. You got to you got to play hard, but there's got to be you know, some level of respect and uh, I don't know there's definitely boundaries across and I think last weekend 
probably one over one of those. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't regret anything I do. Obviously, for me, it's just a learning experience. I would, if I could go back, take it back, I would. But that's how life works. So obviously, all I can do is learn from it and um, try to be better the next time out. Sadly, I reckon you've sad, just... I was going to say, sadly, no one's come up with time machines yet. So we can't require to do that. Oh, mate, I'd be back all the time. Oh, <laughs> That'd be exactly no good right. To... It'd be a couple of nights. I'd but take I think, back, but anyway. I think fiery Livingston sounds pretty good for fiery. that. Fiery? Okay. All right. I'm starting to like this. He's starting to come up with something. Hey, let me talk <laughs> about <laughs> Let me talk about positives. Brody England. This kid uh, uh, sort of showed a little bit late last season. Um, but this season, obviously, getting a bit more game time, he's shown he's got a lot of skill and a lot of ability and finally starting to show it uh, at SBO level. Yeah, he's a great player. He's he's really young, so he's got a lot of potential. Um, I think it's everybody knows he's a big-time athlete. He can, you know, physically he's able to do things that not a lot of other players can do. And skill-wise, he can shoot the ball. He can put it on the floor. Um, so that's definitely a bright spot for us. And I think, you know, with Brody, it's probably just a matter of building up some confidence and seeing, um, you know, some success and knowing that you know, if he applies the right amount of work and gets his mindset right, that he can be um, a pretty good player in this league. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a bright spot for us. And just going back to the um, improving, I suppose, a lot of us talk about rebuilding and it gets used with, football sides and porting sides all along. But how long does that rebuilding plan process take? And are you starting to see an improvement week by week or is it a more a month-by-month sort of thing? Um, yeah, I think that's one of those things that's probably just different for everyone. You know, a rebuilding process is – and, I mean, personally, I never like to consider anything a rebuilding process. I'm, I think maybe for instrument-wise or coaching-wise, you have to look at a – rebuilding process but as players I know we have to just go and do the best we can every week every time you go on the court you got to give you know the most you've got um and I never think like yeah I don't really think long term I think game to game I'm going to do my best and always try to win no matter what but I think um as the weeks go on you definitely can see some guys improving and taking steps in the right direction, and then, you know, we're coming a little bit closer together as a team. Um, it, it, I think it's tough for us, too. You know, we've had so many injuries this year, and um, it seems like any time we get any kind of consistency, it always seems to go away. So, yeah, it's true, because um, all of a sudden Chris Douglas is out with a for a bit of time with an ankle injury now. So, yeah, that does, that does hurt a bit. Um, one last thing from me. I know Craney's got one more to ask. Um, John Triscari, the coach, um, he started off with a couple of players at the start of the season, you know, uh, pre-season, and was looking a little dicey, but he's built up a – it sounds like he's put the call to arms to a lot of players around the southwest region to come along have a crack. Um, what's he been able to instill in in not just yourself but into the, the youth of this team growing up? Um, I think he's just trying to give us as much confidence as possible. I think John's a very experienced coach, and he's been around a lot. He's seen a lot. He knows the the path that's going to get you um, to success, and I think he's done a good job of just trying to encourage us and make us believe in ourselves so that we can go forward and make the most of what we got. 
You know what I love, Dan? I love that yes. comment yes. that Tyler made about that um, rebuilding process. Yes. I'm not a big fan of that word myself no. because you go out to win every game that you, you play and you have the confidence. You, uh, But um, you played in the Spanish League, mate. This is just getting back a little yes. How tough a league was that down there? Oh, the, the, Up there, the, over the, there? That is, that's very, it was legit. Um, I, I thought it was very similar to college. Maybe at times it was a little bit better. Yeah, right. Um, but it's just, you know, bigger guys. The level of physicality in that league, I think, was on another level, I think. Um, and yeah, how's, I think. how's the support over there? Do they get good crowds? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, at least the team I played for, it was probably... You know, we sold out just about every night. I mean, we played in not a huge gym, but we probably got a, close to 1,000 to 1,500 people every night. And, yeah, wow. you know, they always came ready to go and very enthusiastic. Yeah, and being able to get them to the playoffs, because as you're saying, it's it's not the easiest thing. I think it's sort of third third level of um, of the Spanish league there. But um, to get them to the playoffs, they'd had a bit of a, uh, a run of outs themselves. It's it's amazing, and I'd imagine it would have been an amazing uh, good party. Oh, it would have been one heck of a party. I would have thought getting in the playoffs. Um, very quickly, Redbacks this weekend, Perth Redbacks. Um, I as a Slammer supporter, I hate the Redbacks uh, because they knocked us out of the playoffs a couple of seasons ago when we should have oh, won. You the- hold a grudge or anything? I hold then? a grudge. Yep, no, I do. They, you know, Slammers should have won the title two years ago, got knocked out by the Perth Redbacks because they were dirty. But anyway, um, how do we get them this weekend, <laughs> sir? Um, I guess probably just trusting in ourselves, trusting in the offense, and um, probably just, you know, at some point we got to make it through some adversity. I think every game we usually are, we're right there mm. and, and we have a letdown in the third or fourth quarter. That kind of costs us. So I think... Um, for us to get a win, it's probably going to take, you know, when our back's against the wall, we're going to have to step, make some plays and, and battle through to the other side. And then, you know, we'll be fine. I think if we can get one, we'll probably knock off a couple of wins here coming up. It does seem like that's a the A bit case. of fiery aggression there oh, too, I reckon. Yeah. Fiery Livingston. Watch <laughs> but out. But stay on the court. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> we'll do. Tyler, absolute delight to have you on the show. And it's great to have you here in the Southwest as well. Uh, I know, you know, you've got the ability to, to grow as a basketballer and to do it here. We're happy to see you here and uh, take to the court. As I said, Slammers in action in Perth at Belmont Oasis tomorrow afternoon. We wish you the best of luck, Tyler. And thank you for joining us here on Out of Bounds. Yeah, thanks for having me on. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of Bounds. Triple M.